Welcome to Sis Internet Radio. Sisters in Spirit, affectionately called Sis, is a nurturing environment for women that inspires harmony in everyday living, shares resources that empower, offers information and support that nourishes the soul, balances our mental and physical well-being, and promotes inner peace and heightened spirituality. Our vision is a world where women live consciously, harmoniously, and spiritually to positively impact our lives and the lives of those with whom we come into contact. Join us as we live life with style, grace, and of course, much joy. Good evening all and welcome to the show. I'm Raisa and our co-host Sky will be joining us later. Tonight's show is Network Marketing, the Tech Savvy Way, and we've got Nicole Newman of Newman Enterprises here with us tonight. Nicole, greetings. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Let me first give you some background on Nicole. She is definitely a dynamic personality. Nicole is a social media and technology productivity expert with a growing Facebook fan base of over a 1,000 on the topic of social media. She's extremely passionate about seeing businesses grow using technology tools that increase productivity. She says that the digital divide is separating America into two communities, technologically savvy and technologically illiterate. With a degree from Temple University in Management Information Systems and another from the University of Maryland as an MBA, she's determined to stop talking about the problem and inform us about the solution. She's also an instructor at Harkham College and Penn State University, so she does this on a, on a daily basis where she focuses on technologically empowering the minority community. Her company, Newman Networks, Gross businesses that are generating revenue between 50k and 500k, and has been in business for three years, and helps people. And these businesses have been in business for three years, and the goal is to get them to the next level. Newman Enterprises provides low-tech cost solutions that increase the profitability of a company. And just to prove how good she really is. Since 2009, her awards have been rolling in. In 2009, she was Network of the Year by the Urban Momentum Network. In 2010, she was an honoree from the Philadelphia Tribune, Tribune's 10 Leaders to Watch under 40 years old. And in 2011, this year, she was an awardee for Best Practices in Marketing from the Business Center. And just recently, she won the honor of being a Madam C.J. Walker Award winner, and that was presented by the National Coalition of 100 Black Women in Philadelphia or Pennsylvania. Tonight, she's here to help you, the CIS audience, increase your level of networking, marketing savviness. Nicole, welcome to the show. Well, again, again, that was a wonderful introduction on um, very good edification. And, uh, yes, that is my mission and how I contribute my skills and knowledge to the community. And so I'm excited to hear about how we can spread the knowledge not only from me but from everybody on the call. So thank you again. And thank you for being here. And for those of you listening, unless You've been hiding your head in the sand. You know what social networking is. But we, what we want to get you to understand more tonight is how to use it effectively. Everybody yeah. knows about Facebook and Twitter. Um, we use it both for business and pleasure. And Nicole is here tonight to give us more information on why it's important to have a social networking plan, and Nicole, let's let's start with your passion for this and tell us a little bit more about how you got into the whole idea of helping to close the technological divide. Um, oh, thank you, thank you. I actually got into this. Well, my background is 
being a computer programmer, and um, I worked at Deloitte Touche Tematsu, and I had the pleasure of working in the learning department. Now, the learning department was set up to allow online learning for Deloitte's staff of 135,000 employees across, across the globe. It was definitely more cost-effective to train people at their desk on a computer than fly them all over the world. Definitely. During my three years there, my the chief learning officer for Deloitte, who was from Sweden, created a website called eLearning for Kids. It's a free learning site for geared for children to supplement the learning in school. He did this. Um, to actually give back what he learned. So it changed my mind about business and our ability to make a change. Once I was inspired by his imagination and follow-through, I actually created my own website called Diverse Philly, which helped businesses share the cost of advertising. It was while I was advertising Diverse Philly, and Diverse Philly only works, if you have a large number of businesses, that's how I got into social media. Okay. I wanted businesses, but I wanted businesses who understood the Internet. Have you ever heard of a site called Connecting Black? I have not. Connecting Black was one, of the, was one of the premier sites to help African-American professionals connect with each other. It was on this site, and this was before I started using Facebook, that I saw the power of conversations, and I saw the follow-up. But social media does not exist by itself. Social media is part of a follow-up plan. And I'm going to read the statistic. It says, have you ever heard the phrase, fortune is in the follow-up? Yes. Okay. This is what they mean. Only 2% of sales are made on the first contact. Mm-hmm. Only 3% of sales are made on the second contact. Only 5% of sales are made on the third contact. Only 10% of sales are made on the fourth contact. Wow. 80% of sales are made on the fifth through twelfth contact, with the average being six. That's awesome because the average person has given up by then. Yes. 48% (laughs) of sales do not go back and do the follow-up after the first contact. Isn't that powerful? That's powerful. So if you understand these statistics, you can see how social media creates contacts for you. So my networking system starts with I meet a person at a networking event. That's number one contact. Number two contact is I check to see if they're on Facebook. If I check Mm -hmm. and see if they're on Facebook and they're on Facebook, now we've made a second contact. Then number three is I check and see if they're on LinkedIn. They're there. That's a third contact. Number four is I check to see if they're on Twitter. And In that contact, I'm trying to find out who I know in their network. Mm -hmm. So by the time I send the email, I've already made four contacts. Now, how much time do you think it took me to do that? Matter of minutes. Exactly. So when I've made that follow-up call, they already feel like they know me. Wow. (laughs) Yep. Our co-host, Sky, is on the line as well. Hey, Sky. Greetings, greetings. I apologize for being late, but I am happy to be here. And welcome, Nicole, and thank you so much for being with us this evening. Not a problem, not a problem. Thank you for having me and being able to share my knowledge and create systems for other businesses across the globe. One comment I wanted to make to um, the statistics that you just shared with us is that previous business wisdom was that you needed to make three contacts with a person in order to um, main, in order for them to have some type of connection to you. And I'm hearing now that it's up to tw- uh, between six and twelve contacts. So yes. that shows how uh, we're evolving and the role that social networking um, can play in that to make it a little easier. 
Well, and it also shows that our attention spans are not what they used to be. Exactly. Exactly. We're getting bombarded with information all the time. Right. So our social networks were a a little bit smaller because we couldn't connect as easily. Now the connections can be made very easy. So Mm -hmm. it takes a little bit more effort and Mm -hmm. consistency. Yeah, and I never looked at it that way. That that's great information. So, okay. so there, go ahead. The theories that I work off of are from Bob Berg. Bob Berg wrote a book called Endless Referrals. I guess he wrote this book about ten years ago, but it said in the book, people do business with people they know, like, and trust. Yes, I've heard that before. So the point of making all the contacts is to become liked. Mm-hmm. And you can easily become liked through your social network. Okay. More people do business with a friend of a friend than a complete stranger. In right. Philadelphia, it is definitely a word-of-mouth town. We do not look in the phone book unless <laughs> we absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. But that's not where business is done. We go and say, what school do, do you go to? Do you like your school? Do you like your bank? Do you like your iPhone? Do you like your plumber? Right. That's how we find out information. Mm-hmm. So you have to become known, and you can become known through other people. So if I meet somebody, not only did I meet that person, but I can use social networks to introduce me to their contacts. Okay, so give us some tips, some some techniques on moving in on (laughs) the social network and getting to know that extended web. Well, well, this is it's it's one of the things that I see. One of the common mistakes is that people get on social networks and start posting their events, start posting their information. You have two ears to listen and one mouth to speak. Mm -hmm. You should be listening more than you're posting. So I make it a point to respond to five different comments daily. Mm -hmm. Social is a two-way street. It's not about you blasting your information out to everybody else, but creating conversations that draw people in. Got it. So that's how you get to a person's network, where you're following up on a conversation that they're having, and you're inputting your information. So as I got on Facebook, which is, by the way, one of the greatest networking tools out there, and I cannot believe it's free, well, it's still free for now. It'll be like television and radio. <laughs> well, I, I read my homepage to find business-related conversations. And then on those business-related conversations, I do not care what football team is playing. I do not care who's playing basketball. I don't care what basketball wives are doing. Those are not the conversations I chime in on. Mm-hmm. I'm chiming in on information that's interested to my target audience. So once so once I find somebody having that conversation, then I can put my input in. And the people who are watching this conversation go and based on my professional picture want to mm-hmm. find out more information about me. Okay, that's so, the free way to get more to get into somebody's network. Nicole, that leads me to this question that I had, you know, in preparation of the, for the show. When when you're talking about Facebook in particular, are you speaking of the the person's individual person personal page, or are you talking about the um, the fan pages or the business or the organi- organization pages that you can set up as well? Or does it really matter? Or are you leaning more towards the business and organization pages, 
or are you looking at people's personal pages as well? The freeway, in a way that I just explained, where you're having a conversation on somebody's page, that is on the personal page. Facebook is set up for advertising. Facebook generates revenue from advertising. And the only pages that can be advertised are the fan pages, which are the business pages, or the group pages. Mm -hmm. So the non-freeway, which is still one of the most effective advertising models, is to create an ad campaign off of the fan page. Mm-hmm. The whole point of setting up the fan page is introduce your business and yourself to people you don't know. And the way Facebook works is your ad will show up on a total stranger's page and it will say who you have in common as fans. Mm, So, for example, let's say there's Nicole, Mary, and Jane. I have set up an advertising campaign that goes to Jane's target market. So I show up on Jane's page. At the bottom of the ad, it will say, your friend Mary is a fan. Mm-hmm. That's why Facebook advertising works. Because in a TV commercial, it can't tell you that your friend Mary is a fan. There's no personal referral. There's no personal referral. Okay. It's that level of edification that builds trust and gets Jane to look at the page based on the fact that her friend, hopefully, Mary, is a fan. That's a testimonial right. referral you didn't even pay for. It. Yeah. Now, I set up my ad campaigns, and this is where you have to know a little bit about advertising. You can either pay for your campaign in cost per click, meaning you can pay anytime a person clicks on the ad, or you can pay cost per impression. An impression is how many times it shows up on the page. And impressions are usually in increments of a thousand. The last ad campaign that I, I ran on Facebook generated two hundred new fans. I set it up that my daily budget was $8 a day, and I ran it for six days, and it cost me $44. And you got 200 people a day. Wow. And No, during that time period, not not a day. Okay, during that time period. Okay, that's still great for $8 a day. Not bad. What other way can you spend $8 a day and get that level <laughs> of return? Right, you spend more than that for lunch typically. Right. Right. Exactly. And then I run them on cycles because, remember, they have to see this ad a couple of times. So I run it for a week. I won't run an ad for a couple of weeks. And then as new content comes up, I run it again in a different market because Facebook has 550 million people on the network, which is half a billion, and 70% are outside the U.S meaning I can go global right there. So Facebook is bigger outside the U.S. than it is inside, which makes sense because populations are a lot bigger than U.S. populations. And also Facebook mobile users are more active than Facebook users who are in front of a computer. Mm -hmm. Facebook has 200 million people on mobile devices, which is the next wave of technology because mobile devices are computers. That's right. And they're getting smarter and smarter every day. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I recommend that not only do you set up a fan page, but a lot of people still advertise on Facebook thinking that it's going to lead them to your website. The people who are on Facebook don't want to come to your website. The whole reason they're there is because they're in that protected environment. So what you have to do is set your fan page up to bring the website to them. 
And that's what I spend a lot of time on, help people build landing pages, help people integrate their landing page to PayPal, help people integrate their landing page to their newsletter system so they can capture email addresses. Okay, so we have a question in the chat room. So we understand how we get the fans, but how does getting fans translate to revenue? Because it doesn't necessarily correlate. It depends on if you have a product to sell. Is your product a a self-sufficient product, or are you inviting them to an event where they can see more of the product? Mm -hmm. So if you're having fans, it's helpful in any business because it means more people know about you, and then they can refer you out to other people. Mm -hmm. I get people send me messages and want to book appointments based on the activity. But what are you trying to do? So you have to know, are you trying, I have people who are trying to sell books. How many testimonials? Because social media does not exist by itself. So I advise people to use it to engage them in another event, to engage them in a giveaway. Mm-hmm. Because you're always competing for somebody's time and attention. Okay. So we've created our accounts, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, or other. LinkedIn. That's another one of my favorites for business networking. LinkedIn. And even professional networking as well. Because, you know, we have people who are listening who don't necessarily have a business, but they do need to understand how to market themselves, especially when they're out there looking for a job. Well, 70% of all jobs come through referral networks. You said how many percent? 70%. Well, yeah. Now what you know is who you know. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And And so... I advise clients to not only use LinkedIn, but get testimonials. Okay. Yeah, because I was reading somewhere that um, something like 80% of employers actually look at social networking. They look on LinkedIn. They'll look at Facebook just to see, you know, what you've got there and, and what kind of conversations are going on there. And they exclude people. Because this makes their interview process much easier if they can exclude you based on a picture of you in an inappropriate way. Mm. So I, I especially I feel um, a little sorry for our younger generation who are using Facebook inappropriately and think that nobody's going to see it. Yes, you should put anything on the Internet that you don't want to be seen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go away. Yeah. I try to stress that with young people that I know um, and, you know, just try to remind them of that because not only does the picture that you have not go away, there are other people posting your pictures as well. So you have to be careful of that. Every there, if it if it makes the HR recruiter's job easier to do all the research on you before you even come in, then he doesn't have to hire you. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have to spend his time. Mhm. Yeah, you've you've already screened yourself out by the information that you've made available. Yeah. Or you screen yourself in. It goes both ways. It does. Nicole, would you say that the social networking tools are work for just about any business, or are there some businesses that it's more conducive to, or um, it just works for business, period, across the board? I'm trying to think of a business that it wouldn't work for. Mm -hmm. Let me think. Every business needs a customer. Every business needs to have customers outside of the people they know. And networking. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Every business needs to engage people, as you mm-hmm. said. Exactly. 
get referrals, acquire new customers, get customer feedback. <laughs> right. Pretty much across the board. I would I would say, and this is this is one of the things that I also see business owners not do is they don't monitor it. Mm, yes. Once you have created a fan page, once you have created a personal profile, think of that as a customer service line. Meaning somebody needs to be able to respond to things people put on your page. Mm-hmm. It needs to be monitored. Mm-hmm. So an administrative assistant's new job is now to check our social media sites. And this should be done on a, at least every two days basis. Okay. So if you just want to set it up and forget it, social media will hurt you in the end. Mm-hmm. Because they expect, just like on your website, content is king. That's right. How do you have new content out? So I want to talk a little bit about LinkedIn. Okay. Can we move on to LinkedIn? We sure can. (laughs) LinkedIn does a great job of finding professionals. LinkedIn currently has about 90 million users, and the average professional on LinkedIn is generating income over $100,000. That's a great context to have. Those are the decision makers. So if you want to do business with Cigna or Aetna or Walmart or Target, they're on LinkedIn. Home Depot is on LinkedIn. What you can do on that tool is add YouTube videos, get recommendations not only for yourself but for your products and create a company profile that can be tracked for free. I think, personally, that more people should be using LinkedIn. If I was a real estate agent, I would be on LinkedIn. Hmm. So any type of business as well should be using LinkedIn. Any type of business that's, that's catering to business professionals any type of business that's customer service oriented, any type of business, because the average person that's making $100,000 or more doesn't have any time. So if you can help, if your business can help a busy person, you can find them on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And the LinkedIn contacts that you make can be downloaded to a newsletter system. Hmm. And that is how you get their email address to keep in touch and get out new content. But like I say, social networks don't exist by themselves. Eventually, somebody's going to have to pick up the phone and make a phone call or attend a networking event. Okay, and so that networking event is probably your fourth or fifth contact that we're at by now. Well, actually, I start with a networking event at the first contact. (laughs) Well, that's how you meet then. Exactly, exactly. When I started my business um, five years ago, I attended an average of three networking events a week. Now it's just down to two a month, but you have to put that networking time in. But with that networking time, you're getting business cards. Mm -hmm. What are you doing with those business cards? How are you making contacts? Because the business doesn't come from, I have a great product. The business comes from, I know your sister and I, they went to high school together. Okay. So, again, we're back to the network. Uh, of people will be into doing business with you because they know somebody else who knows you and can be a referral for you. Exactly. 
so that part of it hasn't changed. I mean, it's always been that way, but now we're just doing it differently, and we're able to find those referrals and networks online. Yes. Yes. And and that's what it's about. To me, that's the transparency that is the 21st century. Who's ever watched the show um, Max Hedgerum? Yes. This show came on 10 years ago. Yes. We talked about video cameras everywhere. Mm-hmm. And Big Brother is watching. We're here. Yeah, we're definitely here. And Big Brother doesn't really have to watch anymore because people are just telling. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're putting it out there. <laughs> He's still watching us. There's two satellites going around. You yeah. go to a Google Map now, and it looks totally different because the map isn't like a rendering of an art form. It's an actual street. Right, exactly. and it's an actual picture of your house, too. Yes. <laughs> and in your window. <laughs> With yes. your car sitting out in front of it. <laughs> yes, we're we're definitely here. So okay. what I wanted to leave everybody with, is utilize the social network, but have a strategy when you go into it. And make it social. You have to have conversations with other people and share in their positivity. If you're negative in person, then you can't be light, known, and trusted. Mm. (laughs) So the transparency hopefully will make us want to smile at everybody. Because a lot of my referral marketing partners, and that's what I call everybody, are my high school classmates. Wow. Yeah, I I could see that. Yes. They want to share in the success. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. One question I had, Nicole, about um, Twitter is, Twitter is supposed to be basically a real-time tool, something that you really have to keep current. Is it worth setting up a Twitter account if you're not going to have something going on, if you can't get to it or make an update to it at least two or three times a day or more? Is that worth setting up a a Twitter account if you can't do that? I set up my Twitter account um, knowing that I wouldn't have time to manage it. The reason I set it, I set up my Twitter account is because LinkedIn connects to Twitter mm-hmm. and Facebook connects to Twitter, but LinkedIn does not connect to Facebook. So Twitter is my pass-through account, mm-hmm. meaning if I write something on my Newman Network's fan page on Facebook, it updates Twitter and it updates LinkedIn. Oh, Okay. So you can use one tool to update all three of them. Mm -hmm. And also Hootsuite, which is another um, software application that look at all your networks on the same screen, can do the same thing. What's it called? Hoot, H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E, Hootsuite.com. Well, that's a wonderful tool to have because that's one of the issues I have with, you know, so many types of um, social networking tools is updating everything. But I do understand that some of them are tied in, so to know that there's a program that will update everything, that's great. But I spend 15 minutes a day. What other other tool can I use to spend 15 minutes a day and talk to 8,000 people? Mm Mm-hmm. If I made a phone call, could I call 8,000 people in one day? No way. That's no right. way. So at this point, after about 1,000 people, using social networks are saving you time. That's right. Yeah. That's how I keep in contact with everyone. <laughs> so um, we know now that Products and services are finding us as well as Big Brother via social media and those ads that 
pop up on your page or ads for things that you would actually use because they found out your taste from Google you or Amazon. No, yeah, you, you told them somewhere in that chain. Um, so how would I, as a business person, be able to take advantage of that and be one of those advertisements that pop up on the page for someone who's interested in spirituality and personal growth? You can put those in as keywords in your advertising campaign. So this is, you can advertise a fan page or a group page, and you can advertise it to a target market, meaning a location, an age group, a gender, and also based on their interests. Those ads that pop up are advertising campaigns meaning that you can have access to the same information that Victoria's Secret has to pop up on your page. Mm-hmm. It's no different. It's just, so it's just the keywords that I put in there. Exactly. Okay. And the budget. Victoria's Secret might have a little bit more money. Well, they said that social networking kind of levels the playing field because you don't need as much money. Would you agree with that? Well, it depends on how you look at marketing. Marketing generates sales. So some business owners are mistaking thinking that marketing is an expense, meaning mm-hmm. it's a line item. Marketing should definitely tie to a revenue goal. Mm-hmm. So let's say in the beginning of my business I spent 20% of my budget on marketing to generate X dollars in sales. Over Mm -hmm. time, it's now, instead of 20%, it's 5% to generate that same level of revenue. But I never thought of it as marketing as an expense, like an electric bill, Mm -hmm. like a phone bill. I'm using it to generate income. And that will only happen if you spend marketing dollars up in the beginning. And marketing dollars are spent on your website, on your social network, on your business cards. It's it's still very much recommended to print a flyer. Mm-hmm. Because people are not going to go to social networks unless you direct them there. Or they won't know how to get to yours. Unless they, you exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So let's open up the line to questions from callers. If you have a question for Nicole, please raise your hand if you're on the phone and we'll open the discussion for you. You can you raise your hand by pressing 1 and we'll call the last four digits of your phone number to identify you. And if you're in the chat room, we open up to questions for you as well. So is direct marketing dead, or are we saying we're using a combination of services? Well, like like I said, it takes about six contacts. So direct marketing is actually getting 1% to 2%, but you can use a direct marketing campaign to let them know about you on social media. Mm-hmm. So it, it it should have always been a combination. Okay. So I'm thinking that social that the online or network marketing gets you a bigger bang for your buck than maybe the direct marketing does. Or is it just as you said, it's simply doing these things in conjunction. If I do um the online marketing with Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, et cetera. I do my business cards and my flyers, and it's all really just a circle to keep the continuous. Yes. Okay. It's a spoke and a wheel. Okay. You have to know what your spokes are and what are the ancillary um, wheels that get you to the spokes. And one of the things that we did not talk about that we definitely have to talk about is a newsletter. Okay. Because the newsletter goes to people's inbox. But do people really read the newsletters? 
the newsletter doesn't get read until it gets there at least six times. So they don't even open it until they see it consistently, and that's when most people give up. Wow. They send out one newsletter. But you have, if you're going to, and and I drive my business off my newsletter. My newsletter goes out to 6,000 people in the Delaware Valley area. Out of the 6,000 people who get the newsletter, 1,500 open it. Out of the 1,500 who open it, 300 click on it. You know, 80% of your business comes from 20% of your clients. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's just the numbers. You go from a big number to a smaller number, which is based on the 80-20, to an even smaller number. But out of that 20% who click on it, I must get 10 or 20 new inquiries every time I send it out. That's not bad. No. Because no. No, I don't have to cold call. Mm-hmm. Yep, they're calling you. They're contacting you. Exactly. So cold so call. it all depends on what you want, how you want to spend your time. Mm-hmm. When I first started the newsletter, it took me three days to set it up. Now I can do a newsletter in three hours. But three hours to talk to 6,000 people every two weeks, that's my marketing. Exactly. It's definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. Okay. And the key is consistency in all aspects of this, in all aspects of your marketing. Consistency with the newsletter, with your um, interaction on the social media, Networking, networking events is just being consistent. And and networking events, usually you don't even, the people in the room don't even know you until you go to three of their events consistently. Mm-hmm. So you want to get to three in anything you do. Mm-hmm. The first event, you're not, you're not going, going in trying, trying to get business. Right. The first event is getting to the like stage. Right, right. It's when you come back that they actually get to know you. And it's when you come back again and they're like, ooh, this they care. is coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So if you're not going to make the effort to go to three of those events consistently, then that's not the type of networking event uh, group you need to be in. Mm-hmm. I focus on networking events that do not serve alcohol and are not on Friday nights. Mm-hmm, because that's about having fun, not about business. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> <laughs> so I can tell by the type of atmosphere what type of audience it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Mm. So there's a and, and there is a website called meetup.com. Meetup.com tells you where all the networking events are going to be. And you can look at the people in the group to find out if your business can help that group. Mhm. So if you go online and do some research, then you'll have a better chance of success when you actually attend the event. Because you'll know that the event is catering towards your target market. Yes. Okay. There's also one in, I think he's based out of Philadelphia. We had him as a speaker, busyvents.com. They post Mm -hmm. um, um, business networking events online so that people know what's happening. And and they post um, areas across the country as well. So anybody can go there and, you know, look and see, search to see what type of events are happening in your area. And as you said, look through it and see what's going on and see if it's something that might be uh, helpful to your business. Right. Okay, Nicole, you gave us a lot of information tonight. And so if you were going to leave us just with four key things that you want people to take away, what would those four things be? The first thing is be wary of what you put online. 
if you can't say it offline, then it shouldn't be written online. The second thing would be to set up a fan page and an advertising campaign. That is how you get to people who are friends of a friend. The third thing is be social. Use your news feed page to respond. That's what social means, two-way communication. Mm-hmm. And the fourth thing will be to utilize the company profile on LinkedIn and link it to a YouTube video because people want information. And testimonials are key. One more. So five things. <laughs> okay. And you can go beyond five if you like. <laughs> no, five is good. That will okay. be that will be the five things that I'll leave you with today. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> very, very useful and very informative. So you that you is, also, go ahead. You were saying that something? was my objective to be mm-hmm. useful, informative information that you can implement tomorrow or today. I saw some other tips from your site, which you have summarized in the discussion today, and um, you had keywords, create, respond, connect, build, modify, network, be consistent, uh, consistency. So you said create accounts, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. You mentioned just now responding to others' posts, being social, mm-hmm. connect with everyone. So there's three categories of people, customers, potential customers, and people who will be referrers for you. Mm-hmm. Build a fan page. Modify your site. You you want to talk a little bit more about modifying the site? Yes, yes. Um, when we talked a, a, a bit earlier about the circle, and how social media should drive them within the circle, your website is a part of that circle. So if your website is not linked to your social media sites, how are people supposed to find you in the circle? Mm -hmm. Okay. So websites were standalone tools, but now they have to be integrated, meaning that somebody should be able to follow you on Twitter. Somebody should know your handle. And if possible, they should see the updates from your social media pages inside of your website. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. So you you, kind of have to marry the two worlds. And that is how the circle continues. Mm -hmm. And And is that what a good web... uh, administrator or web page builder would be able to do for you to integrate all of that, or do you have to go to someone who is a marketer? Actually, you have to go to a web developer, but you have to talk to a marketer about how to do it because your web developer is just going to give you what you ask for, but your marketer will give you a layout that is conducive for customers. Okay. Because you as a business owner are too close to your products. Right. So a marketer is looking at it from a consumer's perspective. And when I say tie the circle in, keep keep your social networks on your business card. Keep your social networks in your stores. Add it to your brochure. Mm-hmm. And one of and another quick tip is add it to the signature line in your email. And that keeps it always visible. Exactly. And then you said be consistent. We talked a little bit about that. But in addition, you said on um, the side to to consistently provide information that helps people, so that mm-hmm. keeps them. 
back to you. So how do you do that for your business? I use a website called Mashable.com. <laughs> Mashable? Yes, because I do social media. Mm-hmm. So I go to a leading expert in my field. I am the distributor of information, not necessarily the content originator. Uh-huh. Meaning you can take content from anywhere. It doesn't have to be you thinking of the content all the time. Borrow other people's and just give them credit of where you got it from. Okay. So if I'm if I have a newsletter and you know there's a topic and I need more info on it, I could go to let's say somebody's webpage and if they've got an article on their page about it, I could take that and give them credit. Yes. Yes. I don't have to contact them and say, you know, uh, I'm going to I would like to post your article. Is it okay? It depends on where you're getting it from. If it's a newspaper, definitely. If it's if it's a private site or a private newsletter, then no. But once it's on the internet, there's an expectation that they want it to circulate, mm-hmm. or else it wouldn't be there. So by private, you mean it's only available for pay or to a limited group. But if it's out there for anybody to see, public domain, then it can be shared. Like Facebook says, share and you know share it on your yeah. page. Okay. And and they have tools called Share This. So what I usually do is take three lines and then put the link to the article. Mhm. Oh, okay, okay. Mhm. That's a very quick and efficient way to build up a content repository. Yeah. Because when you're doing a newsletter every two weeks and you want to keep it fresh and you've got a lot going on, it's hard for you to create that fresh content yourself. But your newsletter shouldn't have more than four points in it. If you have to scroll two pages, your newsletter's too long. Mm -hmm. Right. It should be quick and easy to read. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's why I usually take the first three lines and a link to the article. I don't take the whole article. And that's kind of why I've had a problem with blogs, because people just write this long, cumbersome content. I can see, well, you know, basically if if you're looking for that content, I guess you will want to read it. But some of this stuff is just so long and cumbersome. And I'm like, do they really expect you to sit here and read all of this stuff? Right. Blog, right. that's a whole other different animal, but I just really have an issue with those things that are long and just difficult to read. You have it's about 20 seconds to capture a person's attention. Yeah, yeah. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yep, quick. Yeah, well, it'll turn me off when I start bra- scrolling down and see that you have to, like, scroll down four pages of information <laughs> To finish exactly. it, so I'm like, I'm not even going to start reading this and go on to the next thing. That's right. That is right. So, Nicole, would you like to share with us uh, uh, some of your upcoming events and things that you're working on at this time with your company? Give us a little bit more information about what you do and what's going on in your world with your business. Okay, okay, I would love to, I would love to. Well, my business is about connecting people and introducing people to other people. My main objective is to introduce business owners to each other and to create relationships of referrals for business owners. And I do that in partnership with a couple of nonprofit organizations in the Philadelphia area. One is the Urban League Entrepreneurship Center. And the Urban League Entrepreneurship Center does have a location in Atlanta that services small businesses through consulting. So I service small business on -on one-on-one consulting for a a nominal fee, and that relationship lasts over a year. When it comes to marketing, we start with a marketing strategy, who is our target market, and how do you go after your target market. Then I do that through networking events. And in the Philadelphia area, we have um, a breakfast with Fran and Fran Tarkenton. Actually, I come down to Atlanta. 
he created a website called Go Small Biz, and he gives out a lot of um, technology and marketing tips to small business. And he says small businesses do business, big business does business with big business every day, and so should small business. Mm-hmm. So we have to take responsibility to do business with each other. And I love that concept, and his networking event is the last Thursday of every month. This upcoming event is going to be March 31st. You can meet me at Manakeesh Bakery at 4420 Walnut Street, Philadelphia, PA, on Thursday, March 31st at 8 a.m. The next event after that is Calling All Entrepreneurs. We have this as the Urban League's orientation, and that is held on the second Wednesday of every month. We're back to consistency. At the Urban League Entrepreneurship Center, which is 121 South Broad Street, 10th floor. And that event will be on Wednesday, April 13th. So I look forward to meeting everybody in the audience in person and hopefully coming to Atlanta very soon. Yeah, we look forward to seeing you in Atlanta because you know Sky is in D.C., and we have a, right now it's a domestic-based organization, and we're looking to take that to the next step and go global. Before we end the call, I want to talk about an event that we have coming up on May 1st, which is called Transcending Self-Limitations. And the goal there is to join like-minded individuals who are also looking for the more there is to life and in the aspects of spirituality, nutrition, mind management, personal lifestyle or personal development. And we have four master teachers who will be talking about those topics and just helping to inspire you to just take that step and break break past the limitations that we impose on ourselves solely in our minds and just move forward just to be our greater self. So that's May 1st at the Solarium Indicator, and you can go to www.sisters-inspirit-net and find out more information about it. So that's sisters-in-spirit.net. And we usually close out with a quote from our guest. Is there oh, one wow. that, Nicole? <laughs> yes, I wasn't ready for that, but yes, I have I have a couple of quotes. Okay. Um throw one up there. Okay. I, I think I'll I'll use my handy dandy Facebook tool and I think it'll be um life is about relationships. Relationships with each other relationships with our spiritual side, and relationships with ourselves. We need to focus our energies and our time on people who bring in positive relationships and remove ourselves from one that sap energy from us and move us further away from our goals. Yeah, that's a great quote. Yes. Sky, you have one? Yes, I do. Um, This one says, social media puts the public in PR and the market in marketing. And this is by Chris Brogan, president of the New Marketing Labs. I have one. I don't know who said it, but if you always do what you've always done, you're going to get what you've always gotten. So take heed to all that you've heard tonight and try some of these new tools. And if they're not new to you, just you know, enhance them, be consistent, and you can do it. That's right. I actually used that quote for the Madam C.J. Walker um, <laughs> awards luncheon. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> and congratulations on that, too. Thank you. Yes. Well, thank you very much for being here with us and sharing your uh, knowledge and your expertise with us, Nicole. No problem. I, I look forward to doing it again. Would you please give us your contact information very quickly as we close out? Okay. My contact information is www.newman, N-E-W-M-A-N, dash network, 
N-E-T-W-O-R-K.com, and you can also follow me on Facebook, and it's facebook.com backslash Nicole Writes. Okay, thank you very much, and night to all. You've been listening to This Internet Radio. Until the next time, enjoy the fluid flow of life by remembering to infuse harmony into your everyday living.